This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, lovely. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome back to London Pub Reviews, and please raise a glass to another review, delivered right now by me. Hooray! Thank you. So, this week I visited O'Reilly's 289-291 Kentish Town Road, NW5-2JS, nearest tube, a Kentish Town. Although Irish pubs play a major role in London's drinking landscape, Many of the recent offerings resemble hastily erected movie sets and one-dimensional facades. Exceptions to this rule include some very fine boozers indeed, however. And, for a slice of the genuine crack, try O'Reilly's in Kentish Town. On the day I happened by, living, breathing Irish folk were enjoying conversation, laughter and drinks. And I took this as a healthy sign of the pub's authentic credentials. Upon arrival, be sure to raise your eyes towards the rich red ceiling and its beautifully ornate golden fixtures. Admire too the much cluttered wall space, where Ireland's many famous sons and daughters are celebrated in dozens of framed photographic shrines. Joyce, Shaw, Beckett, and Yates are just a few of the luminaries comfortably seated within square-bordered frames. And I observed these and more as I sat with my back to Kentish Town Road. Musing in silence, I tried to imagine the reaction of the punters if one of the greats from the wall were to enter the bar just then. After some thought, I concluded that we, the patrons, would offer forth restraint in such an event, avoiding any excitable celebrity worshipping that is sadly so much a part of our society today. A few pats on the back would be considered appropriate, and perhaps some kind words, a few well-placed hearty handshakes, and a never-ending fountain of complimentary drinks. Some kissing of the hand and cheeks would be acceptable, within reason. A modest bowing might be tolerated, and I saw no harm in the hero in question being raised aloft on our shoulders, amidst whistles and cheers, if their partial consent was forthcoming. Turning towards the window, secretly hoping to see Foster and Alan being helped out of a very long white car, my gaze drifted instead towards George's barber shop which was positioned directly across the high street. The portrait photos in its window were framed beneath a faded red canopy, and it was immaculate grooming that had ensured their subject's fame over any claims to music, politics or verse. The good-natured bar patrons didn't appear to notice as I left my half-finished pint on the window mantelpiece, and when George greeted me soon after, welcoming me like a highly valued member of the community, he lost no time 
and directed me towards a swivelling silver chair. His eyes remained fixed upon the reflective mirror surface as his fingers ran through my hairdo, and when I requested an Oscar Wilde special, his fingers slowly withdrew and his eyes appeared to widen slightly. I attempted to outline the 19th century intellectual bohemian cut as he sprayed my hair with water from a clear plastic container, and shaking his head slightly, he began working his silver scissors of greatness until the floor beneath my feet had become a carpet of me. George was a barber to the stars, and I showed my respect by paying the good man a handsome fee, including a generous tip for the flour I took from his vase and added to my lapel. After navigating the busy traffic outside, I stood nonchalantly inside the corner doors of O'Reilly's and bellowed, Work is the curse of the drinking classes! Heads turned, and a few half-smiles briefly emerged before the patrons returned to their drinks and conversations. My half-finished pint had disappeared from its windowside bench, so I strolled up to the bar and ordered a new one, winking at the barmaid and raising my eyebrows to the picture of me on the wall behind her. While awaiting my free drink, I noticed a handsome fellow standing by himself at the end of the bar. What you say, good man? Are you up for a bit of the old fun stuff? Full of brazen confidence, I awaited his retort, noting his incredulous look and the highlighting of his prominent cheekbones. What I need, I thought, is an ivory-topped cane. Just then, the barmaid placed my drink in front of me and politely demanded a minor fee. Booming with laughter, I replied, I'm sure that'd be fine! Wandering over to the handsome gent with full pint in hand, I put my arm around his shoulder and whispered in his ear, We have a velvet couch, you know. Minutes later, I was lying in the gutter, but I was looking at the stars. London Pub Reviews was written and created by Paul Ewan and performed by Tim Key. The producer was Nick Coop. The executive producers were Claire Broughton and Andy Goddard, and it was a hat-trick production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I chose Stick of the Dump by Clive King. I've chosen Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. I have chosen the book When Hitler Stole Pink Rabbit. I have chosen My Friend Flicker. Danny Champion of the World. The Seven Crystal Balls. The Iron Man. Claudine at St. Clair's. The Guinness Book of Records. I chose Ballet Shoes. And then I came across in the school library a copy of Treasure Island. I was terrified. I'm Janet Ellis, and each week I invite a guest to come and chat with me about their favourite childhood book. They often bring along their own battered copy. It's not at all as I remember it. (laughs) 
This is a celebration of reading. I ended up reading it to my mom at home every night. Because who doesn't still secretly check under the bed for monsters? I knew that it was true. Harbour's secret desires to run off to the circus. Riding like the wind into the purple hills. It really captured my imagination. Twice Upon a Time. Follow us on Instagram at twiceuponpod for updates and guest news. I want to read this book again and again and again and again and again. Twice Upon a Time is a hat-trick podcast.